Hey Outlaws, welcome to episode number 46. As you can probably tell I'm very congested. Now, I am actually getting over this awful cold that kind of hit our household last week. Um, at the time of recording this, I am starting to actually feel better, but I was fortunate enough to sit down and record today's episode in the midst of my congestion. Um, luckily, I didn't have to do all the talking, so the sharing of audio was helpful. But today's guest is an integral part of this podcast from the launch of the show just over a year ago to every single week helping me not only sit down and record these episodes, but actually put them out into the world. So today's guest is Hayley Hatcher, and she is the founder and CEO of Heart Centered Podcasting. Her and her team work behind the scenes to help me um, publish these episodes every single week. And it was one of the just one of the key parts of me starting this podcast because I knew that some of the behind the scenes stuff was going to really overwhelm me if I tried to do it on my own. So you'll hear more about that in today's episode, but I wanted to just share a little bit about Haley and her team. So as I said, Haley is the founder and CEO of Heart Centered Podcasting. She believes that everyone has a story that is worth sharing, but knows that it's not always easy to get it out onto the airwaves. Heart Centered Podcasting implements strategic launch support and weekly management to help their clients start and grow their podcasts with confidence and ease. Haley used her experience in public relations, advertising, social media management, and more to launch Heart Centered Podcasting in 2019 and hasn't looked back since. When she's not at her desk, you'll find her chasing her toddler outside, spending quality time with her husband or in the gym. I am really happy that I got to sit down with Haley and bring this conversation. I felt like it was the right time to have her on the show because we've just celebrated a year of working together, bringing you weekly episodes, and she's such an integral part of the team. Her and her team do a great job of helping me to manage the workflows behind the scenes. And we're going to talk about that a bit today as well. So you're going to get to hear some of the things that we do in order to get this show out every single week, but she's also going to be busting some of the misconceptions and myths around starting a podcast. And I think this is really important because for the longest time I wanted to start my own podcast, but I felt so stuck with what to do or how to do it. And I was in a position, a fortunate position to hire her straight from the get-go. We met on Instagram last summer through a mutual friend. And I'm so glad that we did because it was perfect timing. I was thinking of starting the podcast. I was thinking about the fact that I did not want to do all the behind the scenes stuff myself and I didn't have the time. And I happened to come across Hayley. We sat down, had a chat, and as you'll hear in today's episode, straight away, I knew that she was the right person to take on this task with me. So I'm really excited for you to sit down and listen into our conversation. And I can't wait for you to learn more about what she does with her team and, you know, some of her beliefs around podcasting and getting your story out onto the airwaves. So whether you already have a podcast, want to start a podcast, or you just want to hear from another person who has incredible skills, settle in and listen into episode 46. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks who want to grow a sustainable and impactful business on their own terms. 
We're here to meet you at the intersection of strategy, spirituality, and self-inquiry so that we can create our own versions of success and grow businesses that serve our personal goals and creativity just as much as it serves our audiences. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business, one that allows you to lean into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, storyteller and outlaw mentor with a nose for the bullshit. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions because overthinking is a feminist issue. The antidote, your intuition. So get ready as each week we have the messy, honest, and transparent conversations about entrepreneurship, the kind that's missing from the highlight reels of our social media feeds. We're uncovering the real stories behind what it takes to run a sustainable online business on your own terms, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, so today we are joined by Haley Hatcher of Heart Centered Podcasting. I'm so excited to chat with you today, Haley. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. So I know we're going to cover a few different kind of areas around podcasting and storytelling, which I'm really excited to discuss with you. But I think we should start at the beginning of how did you start your business and why podcast management? Yeah, so. Originally in 2017, I was working for another online business management agency, and it was just something that kind of fell into my lap when I got pregnant, but that was my first real dip into working completely virtual in the online world. And then two years after working there, my boss there, she decided to close the business doors um, a little bit overnight, actually. And so I was at this crossroads, you know. Do I take the clients that I'm currently working with and try to go about it on my own? Or do I, you know, suck it up and find a nine to five job? And I talked to my husband and he said, you know, you might as well just try it. So that was actually last month in September. We celebrated our two year anniversary. So I would say I am so grateful and very lucky to get to this point. And I can't wait to see what the next two years hold. Yeah, that's. I think that's really great because so often we hear these stories, um, and my story as well, where you know you, you're in the corporate world and you hate your job, and that's not your story at all. And it was a case of making a decision, and I'm so glad that you did make that decision because otherwise we wouldn't be working together. Mm, so right. I'm really grateful for that too. Yeah, me too. Um, so you and I connected last summer through a mutual friend, and have been working together ever since. From launching Entrepreneurial Outlaws to ongoing weekly management, um, and you've been along for the whole journey so far. And I was thinking about this. One of the things I remember from our original call is how much you believed in me, how much you believed in the message that I had, that I wanted to share through this podcast. Um, And you believed in my story and what I was trying to create. And you and I are both in the business of storytelling in different ways. And I'm curious what advice you have for anyone listening who has been thinking about starting a podcast or really anything in their business, but doesn't feel like their story matters. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember when we had our first call, I think you were just like really starting to grasp on to this idea of entrepreneurial outlaws. So it's been so excited to see that come to fruition. But 
just like what you tapped on and like one of our really big messages here at Heart Centered Podcasting is the fact that, you know, we believe that every woman has a story to tell and we want to help them tell it, you know, and I think that so many times women, especially women who are kind of doing something different, whether that's just entrepreneurship as a whole or finding what it is that they're passionate about and what it is that they're meant to do. I think that society kind of tells us, you know, we need to fit into this certain mold and we need to, you know, stay in our lane almost. And so when we try to do something different or um, we try to connect with the people that we know we're meant to connect with, I think we run into these roadblocks where we think that we are inherently wrong or what we believe isn't true or our story doesn't matter to anyone else but us. And if we try to tell it, it'll come off as, you know, selfish and self-absorbing and all of the other, you know, negative things that you have been told or that you can connect to that. So I just think that I am a podcast manager and I do help people launch, but I think underneath of that, a big part that I love about what I do is helping the women that um, I'm working with to feel confident and to feel like their message matters and that it needs to be into the world and that there are very specific people who are waiting to hear that exact message. Yeah. And I I think you do a really good job of that as well. I I would agree that as I said, even from that initial call, I knew that you believed in my story and I really I appreciated the fact that it wasn't just like a business call and it wasn't just like okay what do you need here's how much it's going to be it was it was a conversation and it was a it was a deep dive into what it was that I wanted to do and why and I think that even over the last year of working together I continue to see that because I know that I have lots of ideas all the time and you know we obviously discuss those ideas and look at it but at no point do I ever think Haley doesn't like that idea (laughs) I always it's always a case of okay what's the idea what's the purpose of this and how can we kind of bring it to life and I love you know being able to do that together because I love that collaboration and I think that's so important Um, yeah yeah I think that I mean you and then most of my other clients the thread that all of you ladies have in common is that you tend to be big visionaries and then you come to me and you're like, okay, so how do I make this work on the podcast? And so then I have to take that big goal, that big dream, that big vision that you have and, you know, break it down so that we can make it work. And I I love doing that. That's where I thrive. Yes. Yes. It definitely works for um, us visionary folks (laughs) who, who cannot necessarily rein it all in. Um, Okay, so when it comes to podcasting, I mean, so one of the, you, you've heard this before, and I've talked about this on the show before as well, that I first got like the podcasting bug back in 2016, I think, and I wanted to start a podcast, but it never felt like the right time. And I do believe it wasn't the right time because I wouldn't have been able to create what I've created now back then. But one of the things that always really held me back was, I would learn a lot about the tech side of things and and those kinds of pieces, but I became really overwhelmed very quickly about podcasting, about, you know, how to launch it or when was the right time to launch it. And 
I know that you have some thoughts on this and you've worked with so many different people on launching their podcast. And I was really grateful to have you by my side as I launched the podcast, because it was still very overwhelming to do something you've never done before. But can you just share a bit about, you know, launching a podcast and that process and that experience and, you know, really how you can, how you help myself and others to get the idea out there and actually launch the thing? Yeah, definitely. So a lot of my clients, they come to me and they've already tried to DIY their launch. And there's definitely like nothing wrong with that at all. I think that if you can DIY your launch and it's something you feel comfortable doing and you enjoy doing, then by all means go for it. But most of my clients, like I said, they come to me and they're like, hey, I tried this. I ran into this, this and this, and I just could not make it work. And a lot of that is the tech side, a lot of it is the emotional blocks that come up with it or just like not knowing how to make the launch successful. And when you look at a podcast, it's a little bit different launch process than any other launch that you do in your business because just behind the scenes before, like not going into it too much, but there's just certain things you have to do tech wise, which makes the launch of your podcast inherently a little bit longer than what you might be used to. So I really help my clients break it down, you know, between like six months or sorry, 60 days and three months, um, doing everything behind the scenes. I like to take off all of the tech work, um, off of their plate and all of the, even like content writing and graphic creation and things like that. So the only thing that they really have to focus on is their story and what exactly it is that they want to say and, you know, how they want to be perceived and how they want to connect with their audience. So they are like, have the freedom to really lean into that and then shuck off everything that is taking away from them being able to lean into their story and figure that out. So I think that is a really big help. And that's what a podcast manager can do for you if you do outsource your launch. And um, another thing is like whenever my clients launch, you know, a few days after the launch date or a couple weeks, whatever it is, 99% of the time they're going to come to me and say, oh my gosh, I like, why didn't I do this sooner? You know? And so I think that that for me is a big win when I can work in my zone of genius and work on, you know, the tech side and other front facing aspects, but getting to really see my clients become more confident, not only like behind the microphone, um, on a literal level, but just, seeing them really own their message and what they believe in. That's how I measure success. I love that. I love the fact that that's how you measure success as well, because I think it's so important to be able to look at that in in different ways. And I know that just my own experience of doing this show over time, you find things that work for you and the communication becomes easier, but also, you know, once you've gone through that workflow a few times, you can see where there's gaps or you can see how to adjust things. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love it so much is because it is such a collaborative approach Mm -hmm. and, you know, we get to produce, I mean, you essentially are producing so many, you know, different conversations and podcasts all making this incredible impacts. And I think that's so powerful. And just to know that that's being put out into the world, it's really inspiring as well, because there probably are so many times when we hold back. I mean, I know there are so many times when we hold back 
with either, you know, conversations or creating something in our business because we're uncertain and just to have a team on your side who will help you kind of work through those tech things. Because, you know, I know that when I looked at starting the podcast, I had this idea and I was like, the editing is going to be the thing that stops me from putting this out into the world. I was, I was like, I know that I'm a perfectionist. I am going to spend just so much time doing that, that I knew that that was something I didn't want to have to do. And so grateful that our paths crossed and that I haven't had to do yeah. that. But as you say, you get to focus on that story because in of itself, as a business owner, even if you're comfortable with your message and you're really inspired by your own, you know, what you're sharing and how you want to impact other people's lives, just sitting down every week with a microphone and talking and then putting that out into the world can still be really daunting. It can still be scary to, to actually share that piece of you with the world. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a reason why I don't have a podcast, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) I mean, and because I'm so busy, but, um, I think too, like, I know you hit on the workflow a little bit and that's just something I kind of wanted to touch on as well, because, um, I think when you do perfect that workflow and it becomes streamlined, that's another thing that can make you feel confident. And a lot of people, I don't think they would necessarily connect those two things, but when you have total and complete faith in the fact that things are going to get done, that just frees up so much brain space for you to focus on the things that matter, even if it's not even necessarily your podcast. You know, I think that when you have your podcast workflow really streamlined and outsourced, yes, you can focus more on the actual episodes you want to create, but you can also focus more on other things in your business that if you didn't outsource, you would be spending time on. So, you know, you can focus more on your client work or like other income producing activities just because you have that freedom and you have that ease that our workflow together has created for you. Yeah, I I would agree that that workflow it, it is it is helpful because and it does boost your confidence because you also for me at least I can I can say for personally I know what's coming like I know when I record an episode what I need to be involved in and I know who's taking care of the rest and I have an idea of timelines and where everything will be and I think that's really important as well. Um, and I think it's probably one of the, the most streamlined systems that I've ever had in my business. Um, because it's, you know, it is replicated. And even when we have new ideas or new concepts, we know that we can still take that existing workflow and kind of just make it into what it needs to be. So yeah, it works really, it works really, really well. Um, okay. So, when it comes to podcasting, I know that you probably, there are probably a lot of misconceptions about either when to launch it or, you know, which things. I know you have preferred um, tech and systems and you share these on Instagram in your content as well. But when it comes to podcasting, what are some of the misconceptions you see around like why we should start a podcast or what it can do for your business? Yeah, so definitely. I think the biggest two that I see when it comes to people not launching a podcast is one, they think that it's really expensive 
And two, like I said, they think that their message doesn't matter. So just like touching on that expensive piece, you know, um, I know there are microphones out there that cost hundreds of dollars, but there are also really, really great microphones out there that cost, you know, between like 35 and 75 bucks that you can get your hands on. And then a lot of the other uh, software or tools that you will need for launching your podcast, you're probably already using in your business. Um, so things like your Canva and your website and things like that, we will work that into your podcast. And then even getting into hosting, like not to get too made up, but um, hosting doesn't cost that much either. Most hosting platforms you can find out there are going to range between five and $15 a month, just depending on uh, how many episodes that you're going to upload per month and how much, you know, data storage you're going to use. So if cost is a factor for you, that's holding you back. I would say, don't let that hold you back. Just take a day to like really look into all of the things that you'll need and figure out what that monthly cost is going to be for you. And you'll probably be really pleasantly surprised. Um, and then that second myth, like I said, um, not believing in your message. I know we already kind of talked on that, but I always just tell my clients, Hey, your audience is waiting to hear your message. They already know you. They already love you. They already trust you. So anything that you put out for them that is transparent and heart-centered and um, really heartfelt, then they are going to latch on to that. So those are the two biggest things that I see. But kind of on the other side, um, I see a lot of people who try to start, I don't see this with my clients, okay, because my clients are all heart-centered, but um, I see a lot of people try to launch a podcast because they think it's going to be like this money-making machine for them, but that is just not true because I think that we all see, you know, these huge podcasts that we know and love, like uh, Melanie, I know you and I love Armchair Expert or... Brene Brown's podcast or Glennon Doyle's podcast or like whatever it is that you are comparing it to. Yes, those podcasts are raking in the big bucks because they have millions of um, downloads and listeners each week. So they are going to be able to get that ad revenue. And that's just not something that you will have right away unless you are, you know, <laughs> like them and have that huge audience but your podcast can make you money in the sense that it just becomes like this catalyst to connect with your audience that you have and then to also grow your audience. So it's not the it's not going to bring you revenue as soon as you launch, but it's something that if you stay consistent with over time, it will grow and it will automatically funnel into your business. So I tell my clients that your podcast is your tofu, you know, your top of a funnel. And if you understand that and you treat it as such, it will work just as good for you as, you know, a low spend Facebook ad or engaging and showing up on social media, things like that. This is just the starting point for your audience. I've never heard the phrase tofu as top of funnel, firstly. Um, I was like, where is she going with this? I was like, what? Oh, okay. Um, but secondly, more to the point, um, I think that's really interesting because for me, when I think about podcasting, I feel like it, to me, it's an alternative form of content to blogging or, you know, 
recording videos um which has always been one of the reasons I have wanted to, you know, really embrace that because I know I can talk and I know that I find that a very easy way of explaining something in my business. And so, you know, I've done blogging and I've done video recording and had a YouTube channel and all those kinds of things over the last six years, but I never saw podcasting as a way to make money. And I think as you touched on there, when it comes to podcasting, like it is a form of content and it is a slightly different form of content. And I think it can be so great. And I know in the business sphere, we, I kind of, I never even really heard of podcasting until I started a business. And it was kind of a year or so in when I started to really listen to podcasts. And I realized how, you know, just like listening to audiobooks, it was actually a really great medium for me, um, in both aspects. But one of the things that I've noticed recently and I thought I would mention now is I felt kind of fell down a true crime um, rabbit hole over the summer. And I've been really curious listening to those podcasts because there's so much so much research that goes into those episodes um, and so much information that has to be gathered. And I've listened to some that are maybe a couple of years old and one that's maybe five or six years old. And you can really hear that kind of progress, progress and evolution in their recording and the way in which they approach their podcasting. And I think it's really interesting to look at those shows as well from my perspective as a podcaster, because I think, well, they use like Patreon and different ways in which to, you know, really build an audience outside a community outside of their podcast. And I think the thing that really stood out to me is because I've always looked at podcasting from this business lens and I've always approached it from that way, being able to see these other other podcasters who are doing things slightly differently has been really interesting as well. And really kind of, I looked at, I was like, oh, there's so many other ways in which you can grow and build a community as well. Um, in addition to the kind of traditional ways we do it in business. So I love that you touched on the fact that these big names in, in podcasting or these big podcasts that we listen to, you know, it's, it's very different. Um, for those of us who are just starting out with a much smaller audience and maybe, you know, without that ad spend and things like that as well. Yeah. And okay, first of all, who hasn't gone down a true crime hole when it comes to podcasting? That's how I <laughs> got started. But um, and I think that hits on another thing, too. Another misconception or myth, whatever that I see is a lot of people think that they don't have a big enough audience for a podcast launch to be successful. But um that's just like not true at all because no matter where you're at with your audience, your podcast will only help it. So if you're starting with a small audience, that's great. That means in the beginning, you will have a really engaged listenership, most likely if you are already engaged with your small audience, you know, and you can make really like more specific ask of them and do it more often because you do have that smaller audience. And the great thing about a small audience is the fact that it's a little less intimidating, right? Because on those first few episodes, you know, if you mess something up and only a couple, you know, like 50 or even a hundred people are listening, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Whereas if you mess something up when you have a bigger audience where thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands of people are listening, it feels a little bit more scary, right? Um, so like with anything in your business, there's always pros and cons to a smaller audience and the same thing for a bigger audience as well. I mean, I'm a big fan of a small audience and I would certainly still consider myself to have a small audience because I think it's really subjective. I mean, when we look at, you know, audience size, if you're comparing, not that we should be comparing, but, you know, if you're looking at audience sizes, there are so many, um, it, it really 
depends. And I think that, as you mentioned, one of the things that's really you know, I love about a small audience anyway, is the fact that you can really get to know people and you can really have those deeper conversations. And I think as I was listening to you just explain that, I was like, well, that, you know, I really feel like that in my own business and within the Entrepreneur Outlaws brand is that we do have those people who listen kind of on a consistent basis and the people who share and engage with, you know, that piece, those pieces of content. And of course, those people that also, you know, talk to me about being an outlaw or how they stretch their outlaw wings. And then there's those people who found the podcast by accident through some other way and, you know, really embrace that and then send me their story and things like that. And I think that's such a, you know, again, come back to storytelling and you said like everyone has a story and I really believe that too. And I think that, you know, if we can share our own story and share our message that inspires us and and with the aim to, you know, support other people and be very honest and transparent about those conversations, that welcomes and allows other people to also share their story, whether it's privately with you in a DM or an email, or if they then decide they actually want to do something similar or however they want to share that. And I think that's really empowering as well and impactful. Um, And the fact that, you know, we can, you know, have these kind of conversations and these collaborations publicly, I think is is so cool. Um, And it really, really, you know, to me, it's one of the key things that I love about podcasting is that it has really brought new people into this community and has also strengthened the community in ways that I wouldn't have imagined because I was so nervous when I first launched that podcast, (laughs) this podcast, I should say. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's just been so fun to even see like your own growth, you know? Um, and I think like the easiest way to measure like how well you do in front, I mean, how well you do in general with podcasting and how confident you are is, and this is the same with all my clients, you know, in those first couple episodes, there's always like so many edits. And then in, um, when you get further into it and you get more experience, I can just send it off to my editor and be like, oh, uh, nothing here. Just please add the assets. And so it just becomes like so much easier. And you realize like, okay, I, I have this down now. Like I feel like a pro. Yes. And there's nothing like realizing what you say or you, when you look at that transcript or listen back and you, you think to yourself, do I really sound like that? Do I say this all the time? And I knew that that was potentially going to happen, but you just realize like you make certain noises or you say things in certain ways. And I think that's really funny that you kind of, I mean, for me, I'm like, this is obviously just how I speak. And I very much speak in a, in a conversational way. And I, cause I'm like, if you, send me a voice message on Instagram. That's the same, com- or on Voxer, that's the same conversation. And I really believe that that's a powerful part of this is to have this kind of conversation. So yeah, it definitely, you definitely grow with confidence and learn how to pause and learn how to, um, make sure that if, you know, if there's spaces where you either mess up or if there's an edit that needs to be done, um, I think you, again, as the podcaster and the person who's recording, you become more confident with that. Um, and it becomes easier, I would hope for you as well. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It definitely does become easier. (laughs) So I am appreciative of that for sure. (laughs) Well, it's because you teach us. Um, (laughs) Okay. So before we wrap up today, I do have a question that I want to ask you, which I ask every guest, as you know, full well. Um, and that is, what does it mean to be an entrepreneurial outlaw in your own business? Yeah. Um, 
I think being an entrepreneurial outlaw for me is really tied into how I run my business and motherhood in general, because I guess like for a really long time, I felt like I could not run a successful business and be a mom at the same time. But learning like how you always say you can do business on your own terms, that is how I have crafted and molded my business. So you know, maybe some days I only work one hour that day, or maybe other days I am working at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. And I've just learned to try to not feel guilt around that because I am being present with my family when it matters most. Um, And then just like on the business side, something that I feel like I try to always do is be transparent and still even with all the I guess advances that we've seen in the online business world where people are becoming I guess more outlaw-ish but I will always be transparent with my clients about pricing about what something includes and then I have a little bit more flexible boundaries around making things work so you know if my clients they need to pause for a month or something like that, or their package needs to uh, adjust for a little bit, then I will make that work for them. Um, But yeah, I guess like those are the two biggest things that I try to do to run my business on my own terms and to be an entrepreneurial outlaw. Yeah. And I love that. And I would agree that, you know, very much an outlaw in your business and the way in which you, you know, accommodate your clients, but also the way in which you approach business. And from the get go, I know when we sat down and spoke, I could tell that we had, you know, we had a connection in that way and that we were going to be able to kind of build something and that you were the right person to kind of take on this with me. Um, So I really appreciate that. So before you head off, um, could you let everybody know where they can find you? And I know that you have um, a workflow, a freebie that you wanted to let everyone know about. So if anyone is listening and looking to start a podcast, um, this would be a great place to kind of get some of those first steps in place as well. Yeah, definitely. So I'm only one place online, which maybe is outlaw in itself there, but you can find me on Instagram (laughs) at heart centered podcasting. And then that workflow that Melanie and I talked about earlier, I have a template for that for Asana, but you can um, put that in whatever project management tool that you use. And that's right on my website, right on the homepage. So just go to heartcenteredpodcasting.com and you can download that for free. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for bearing with my congestion. No, <laughs> you're so fine. <laughs> um, but thank you. We'll make sure, well, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that's up in the show notes yeah. and um, that everyone can follow along and um, yeah, get in touch with you and, and grab that freebie as well. Definitely. I'm, I'm excited for people to hear this. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. 
Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, Outlaws. 